Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive. And together our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding will come forth in and through your word. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. I'd like you to pay very close attention to what I'm going to teach tonight. Make sure that you're not distracted. Make sure that you're not distracted. I believe that this is one of the missing keys where believers miss it where their health is concerned. And so, uh, it's wisdom school, so we'll be looking at wisdom for divine health. Okay? Now, I'm going to share a few things that are medical in nature. So, I'm not a medical doctor, so I'm going to read from medical books written by doctors to confirm some of the things that I want to share with you tonight. But I need you to pay very close attention so you don't miss this. Now, I started talking about the threefold nature of man. That man is essentially, let's go to 1 Thessalonians. Let's start from there. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 23. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 23. Now it says, Now, may the God of peace, alright, sanctify you, sanctify you entirely. Now, I want you to pay attention to that word, entirely. And may your spirit, your soul, and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, There, Paul says that the entire human being or the entire person, look at that word there, may the God of peace himself sanctify you what? Entirely. What's the component of that entire person? He mentions what? Spirit. He mentions what? Soul. And mentions what? Body. Now, pay very close attention. The word of God indicates that man is in three parts. We're going to spend time as this year progresses and as we're helped by the Lord to understand this very clearly, but just at the basic level. With the Spirit, you communicate with God. So we are God conscious in our spirit. We make contact with God. The only way a person can make contact with God is in his spirit. Alright? So there you can write John 4.24 and Romans 1.9. John 4.24 and Romans chapter 1 and verse 9. Now, with our spirit, we make contact with God. Now, with our soul, our soul is the dividing line between our spirit and our body. Now, 
The Bible talks about the soul, Matthew chapter 16, verse 26, and Luke chapter 9, verse 25. Now, the soul is a medium between a spirit and a body, possessing self-consciousness. That is where we have our personality from. Your personality is not from your spirit. Your personality is from your soul. Because your spirit, when you're born again, is the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So your spirit is born again. Your spirit is new. But your personality is where your soul is made up of. Now, your personality consists of your will, your emotions, your intellect. Your will, your emotions, and your intellect. The word for, the original Greek word for soul in the Bible is suke. Uh, It's where we also get the the word psychology from. Alright? So a lot of psychological things have to do with the soul realm, not the spirit realm. The soul realm. Now you've got to follow the foundation very carefully. Because when people are sick, and I'll talk about that, uh, we focus more on the spirit. Uh, Psychologists focus a lot more on the mind. Right? And then medical doctors focus on the body. Do you follow that? So we're trying to minister healing by the anointing, by the Holy Spirit. Now that healing anointing, it can impact your body, it can impact on your soul, but the general direction is the spirit. That's where we want to engage. Now, when you meet a psychologist, they want to engage the soul. When you meet a medical doctor, they are basically dealing with what? With the body. Now, the Word of God is the all-purpose medicine that can affect all three areas. The medical doctor doesn't have the ability to get into your spirit realm. The psychologist can get into your soul, might not be able to get into your body. So we find that in all these dimensions, there are limitations by the practitioners, except the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, which has the capacity to go in through all realms. But today, I want to deal with some very practical wisdom to help you stay in health. Because I tell you this. Everything God has planned for you is dependent on how healthy you are. How many of you think that's true? You think that's true? Everything God has planned for you. See, all your goals this year are dependent on your health. If you set a goal to, to buy a car and... The person wants to buy a car and has arthritis. What's the use of the car? Hmm? You know, or you're sick. You can't stand up from the, or the person is sick. You can't stand up from the hospital bed. What's the use of a good cloth? What's the use of going to school and uh, you're feeling headaches all the time. You can't concentrate. See, everything is based on your health. Your health is key. Living in divine health is important. Now, our soul perceives things in the psychological realm. Our soul is our personality, who we are. With our soul, we think, we reason, we consider, we remember, and we wonder. We experience emotions like happiness, love, sorrow, anger, relief, and compassion, and we're able to resolve and make decisions. Now, our body is how we contact the external realm. That's how we relate with the material world. So, for instance, if I say, uh, What's this? You're going to say it's a table. Because of your, 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 your sense organs, the organs of your sight. How will you touch somebody else? How will you interact with somebody else? It's your body. So, essentially, our body is our earth suit. It's, it's with our bodies 
we interact with this world. Praise God. Are you, are you together? Alright. Now, our body exists in and contacts the tangible things of the material world and by the use of our physical senses. Now, many times, we are people who are on the other extreme, which means that there are some people who are so big on the spiritual and they neglect the natural. And there are others who are so big on the natural and they do what? They neglect the spiritual. But what do you think God wants us to do? To be in the middle of the road, to be balanced. Everybody say to be balanced. I didn't hear that say to be balanced. Yeah. Let, let's look at something in the life of Jesus. John chapter 4 verse 6. Thank you Lord Jesus. John chapter 4 and verse 6. When Jesus was on earth, he was 100% God and 100% man. So in the life of Jesus, we see the God nature and we see the man nature. So I want to look at the man nature. Look at this. The Bible says, and Jacob's well was there. You know, uh, let's read from verse 5. So he came to a city of Samaria called Sychar, near the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. And Jacob's well was there. Now look at that word. Look at the next line. So Jesus, being wearied from his journey, was sitting tossed by the well. It was about the sixth hour. What do we find out from that? Jesus, the word weary there, some translation uses the word tired. Right? Are you here? So, if you look at John chapter 4 verse 6 there, you would find out that Jesus got tired. What got him tired was the journey. So, the journey impacted his physical body. He didn't pray in tongues. What did he do? Is the Bible complete? What did he do? He sat down. You realize he didn't pray for strength. You realize he didn't confess for strength. And the Bible tells us why he was wearied because of his journey. So this is to tell us that physical activity has the capacity to cause tiredness. And the solution is sitting down. Not prayer, not fasting, not tongues. You sit down and you rest. In fact, Jesus found purpose and then he started preaching to the woman. But you realize that the disciples actually, he sat down and asked the disciples to go and buy food. He didn't multiply food then. He sent them to literally go and buy food to tell us that sometimes the tiredness you feel is from lack of eating. It's not spiritual attack. 
Do you understand that? I am always tired. Are you eating as much as you are expending energy? Before you pray, before you cast out demons, before you destroy the altars from your father's house, is your eating supply consistent with the weariness you are experiencing in your journey? And this is crucial. Because we've got people who go out all day and they are not replenishing the energy. They are dissipating energy. They are wearied, but they want to overcome that weariness by prayer. Now, listen carefully. I'm not saying prayer is not effective. But what I'm trying to say is that your body was designed to recuperate itself by rest. Are you following this now? So, one of your goals, one of your primary goals this year is to schedule your rest. And I've always said this, that if you don't learn how to rest, you might rest in peace. Or you might have peace from rest. You choose which one. But both of them are going to play out. Let me show you something. Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6. And, I, I, and, I, and, and it's very important because we are dealing with the school of wisdom. You know, sometimes you walk and walk and walk and walk and walk and your body, you are wearied. That, you, that body is being wearied. Are, are you following this now? You have, to be, you have to know that your body is being wearied. You're putting it to work. So you have to be wise and take your rest. After God created the earth, the Bible says, He rested. Six days of labor followed one day of rest. He taught the, the, the children of Israel to observe the Sabbath. In fact, God was so particular about the Sabbath that he commanded that their land also observes the Sabbath. After the sixth year, that the land should not uh, be tilled on the seventh year so that the land can recuperate what? Its nutrients. It's, it's a primary law of life that after you have expended something for a while, you rest it to do what? To come back to life. Now listen carefully to this. Listen carefully to this. Don't miss this. It is in the process of the rest that the body is able to do what? Recuperate itself. Now that is what God has designed by nature. If you deny that, what you are doing is actually you are denying God's intervention in your body to be able to heal itself. Praise God. Are you here? You know, some people pride themselves in not resting. You know, some people take pride in not resting. That's not God's wisdom. Now, let me create the balance here. You know, there's a difference between laziness and resting. It's not that you carry one leg, say, I take some rest here. <laughs> because the scripture now says, a little slumber and a little folding of hand, what will come? Your poverty will come like an... So you have to create the balance. It's, the, it's, it's rest after work. All right. Now look at this now. Mark 6, 31. Mark 6, 31. 
Go to verse 30. Come on, are you here? We're looking at wisdom for divine health. So, you plan your rest. I'm going to talk about that. You schedule it. Hmm? So, your body can recuperate. If you don't do that, you are denying God the opportunity of getting you in divine health. You can get sick from doing God's work. Paul told us that a man who was sick out of laboring for God. So you have to, you have to get this now. Mark 6, 31, 30. Are you there? It says, the apostles gathered together with Jesus and they reported to him all that they had done and taught. So they were telling Jesus, we did this. You know what? Hey, Jesus, we did this. We did this. Now look at this. And he said to them, what do you think Jesus would have said? Wow! Man, you guys are great. You guys are... Look at what Jesus said. And he said to them, come away by yourselves to a secluded place and what? I didn't hear that church. Come on. What did Jesus tell them to do? Loud and clear. Rest what? A while. For there were many people coming and going and they did not even have time to eat. What was the solution? Jesus did not pray for them. Jesus did not minister to them. Jesus did not pour the Holy Spirit on them. Jesus says, hey, let's come to a secluded place and do what? And rest a while. So, walking and not having time to eat is not wisdom. It is destroying your body. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Church of the living God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, <laughs> huh? You walk, 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 and you don't have time to eat. It's not wisdom. You are destroying your body. The, gar- the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus did not discover it the day he was to go to the cross. That's where they go and rest. It wasn't just a discovery he made on the day of the cross. Secluded place and rest. This year, plan your rest. Nobody wants you to rest. Hmm? Plan your rest. Look at it. Jesus says, come, come, come. Come to a secluded place. I know you've done so much. Come and rest. You know, sometimes even as minister of the gospel, we need to learn it because we feel guilty sometimes if we're not available. Hmm? Your off days in your office, take them and rest. And I want to say this. Rest does not mean you lie down and you are scrolling through Instagram. You are not resting. Because I realized that one of the things that makes us not to rest is our phones. So even though our body is lying down, our mind is doing what? Engaging our mind is working. Our mind, you know, I had a dream this night, a very funny dream. So I told Sister May, I said, Ah, oh, man, this night was not easy. You know, we were just laughing because I walked through the dream, it was like a movie. So I was telling her, That's I don't like to dream. Let somebody just sleep in the dream. I went there, I went there, I went, Ah, woke up tired. I walked this night. <laughs> I hear what I'm saying. What am I trying to say? See, your mind is a machine. You can, you can think thoughts until you are tired. Your mind can make your body tired. 
So when it's time to rest, put up your phone. If it is two hours you are getting that rest, allow your body to recuperate because that's the design of God for longevity. Come here, part of rest. A 19th century preacher, Robert Murray, says, after graduating from Edinburgh University at the age of 14, in 1827, he had a Presbyterian congregation of a thousand members at the age of 23. At of 23, uh, Robert Murray had 1,000 members. But guess what, what it, when he died? He died at 29. One of the youngest revivalists that's ever died. And look at the statement he said. He said, he worked so hard that his health finally broke. Before dying at the age of 29, he wrote, God gave me a message to deliver and a horse to ride. Alas, I have killed the horse and now I cannot deliver the message. I have killed the horse and I cannot deliver the message. But the Copeland said, the Lord told him five years ago, he says, there are no anointings on the earth full of, of men who are old that I need to preserve the anointing on the earth and I need you to work with me by faith to get to 120. You know, sometimes people don't know the work preachers go through. You think it's just preaching. It's not just preaching. And it's the same with you. Sometimes the death of work you do morning till evening. You have to learn. Listen, saints of God. You have to learn to rest. Husbands, sometimes collaborate with your wife. Hold the children. If you need to tie them to the bedpost, tie them to the bedpost. Only don't snap them and put them online. They'll come and arrest you. And rest. The children are a blessing, not a curse. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Train your children. I'm resting at this moment. Because it can, that's the design. It's wisdom to just learn to rest. You know, some children are funny. It's when you want to rest, all the questions that they want to ask come out. You know, I tell my daughter the other day, I say, see, allow me to talk with your mother. It's not every time I'm gisting with my wife, you come and be asking questions. Allow, I just, I told her, I said, when will these children grow up and go to school? When we are just enjoying our gist, hello, can I, can I, can I, hey, 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 we were here before you came. I said, see, all these questions, I know you have many questions, we are not God, we don't have all the answers. Ask them in batches, give us time. Because every blessing can become a curse if it's not managed. Work that is a blessing can do what? Can become a curse if it is not what? Managed. So learn to rest. There's a lot we need to cover tonight. Let's go quickly. Your body was designed to house on earth, to house you on earth to fulfill purpose. Never forget this. Without a healthy body, you cannot fulfill purpose. I don't care what plans God has for you. If you are not healthy, you can't fulfill it. Whether to start a company, whether to start a church, whether to raise a family, whether to take care of orphans. If your body is not healthy, you cannot what? Fulfill that plan. So, without a healthy body, you cannot even enjoy the provisions of God for you. Now, something began to come to my mind very strongly. The scripture says when they went through the wilderness, God kept them. They were not feeble, right? And I'm, I was thinking to myself, why did God allow them not to be feeble? How many of you can get the answer? Huh? Because they needed to get to Canaan. If they were feeble before they got to Canaan, they wouldn't enjoy the promise. Are you following this? 
Now you have gotten to Canaan. Grapes. I mean, these grapes arise, juicy grapes, and you have lost all your teeth. And I'm looking at grapes like this. Do you know what I'm saying? You now say, stretch hand and collect grapes. I tried this and held your hand. You, now, you know that's more punishment. You know, punishment is you see the thing. Have you ever been sick before and then they now cook nice food in the house? Hmm? Let me tell you a little story. Remember one time, Stamiri, when Stamiri was pregnant, right? And she doesn't like to eat so much when she's pregnant and then put this thing. Then they will bring pepper soup. Huh? All those, you know, when you worry, all these women cook pepper soup with fish and everything. They will just come and say, ah, try and eat now. She say, ah, no. I say, no, no, no. No, she cannot. Ah, no, no. Say, what do you want? Then she will mention one very strange thing. Maybe roasted yam. I'll say, that one is better. Eh? I'll give her the roasted yam. I'll be eating the pepper soup and encouraging her in the Lord. Eh? When she's always pregnant, I benefit because, you know, she can tell you, I want pepper soup now. And as you are bringing the pepper soup, she say, no, I want this. So I just say, bring those cook. We don't know which one she will like. It might be pepper soup. Might, and you know, they really, you understand. So, <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so, you know, pain is when you see the blessing, but you are too sick to inherit it. You bought the car. Now you can't carry your leg inside the Jeep. Then I say, Papa, what do you want? It doesn't make sense. So, you see, your body... Don't treat your body the way it is now. Treat it the way it will be in the next future. Because when, when that time comes, you need to be in health to walk in the provisions of God. Amen. Alright. So, number one, schedule your rest. Schedule it. Everybody say schedule it. Alright. Put a time on the calendar where you're going to rest. Put it. Number two, observe your rest. Don't just schedule it, observe it. Don't just, don't just say, I will rest on Tuesday. No, observe that rest. Are you, are you following? Because there's something about scheduling it. Observe it. You can even say, on Saturday, three to so, 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 I will take time to rest and sleep. Put off your phone. Put it on flight mode. You know, make sure, I mean, God has blessed us here. We've got light. Put on the air conditioning. Rest. Observe it. Number three, take away the guilty feeling of resting. Hmm? Deal with that guilt. That when you rest, you, 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 you almost are trying to offer an explanation. So are you sleeping? Say, no, I'm not just sleeping. It's when my eyes is a bit open. No, you are sleeping. I enjoy the sleep. It's not a curse. But of course, you know I'm not talking to lazy people here, right? I'm talking to hard-working people. Observe your rest. Schedule it. Don't feel guilty for resting, especially if you're working hard. Train your children that way. Your family, husbands, help your wife so they can get the rest they need. Praise God. Three basic wisdom habits. We have a lot to, to do tonight. Let's go on. I just want to finish this tonight. Three basic wisdom habits. Number one, Eat the right food. Eat the right food. Now, I'm not a medical doctor, so I'm not going to teach you about food. Foods, yeah? But eat the right food. Listen to what I wrote on my note here. God did not prosper you to eat your way to death by buying junk food all the time. You see, the prosperity of God for your life is not for you to kill yourself. God did not give you money to pay for your own debt. 
So you are now blessed. Every time. Suya, Fanta, Suya, Fanta, Fanta, Suya. The only time you change the menu is maybe when you are going, you buy Suya before Fanta. And one week. Then the next thing you decide, let me buy the Fanta first and drink it first so that the Suya will have somewhere to land. God did not prosper you to kill yourself. Look at this. The purpose of prosperity is not to pay for your death, but to extend the covenant. God did not prosper you so that you will have enough money to pay for your death. Because our definition of enjoyment needs to change. Buying junk food is not enjoyment. It is paying for death. So eat food. Don't eat to pay for your past, but eat to enter your future. I used to have this until God renewed my mind. Eh? When I was growing up, they did not buy ice cream for me. Embos, now God has blessed us. We will show ice cream that we have arrived. No, don't eat today to pay for your past. Eat to do what? Enter your future. Can decide to say, ah, when you were young, you did not have meat growing up. So all the meat you did not eat in your past. Huh? You want to compensate. Don't eat to pay for your past, but eat to enter what? Your future. Come on, is someone here? Don't be too lazy to eat your way to death. Don't be too lazy to eat your way to death. You can't live on Indomie. This is not a word of knowledge. Just shame. You hear what I'm saying? I don't, don't, I don't like stress. Just Indomie. Super pack, chicken pack. Hungry man's pack, say chicken flavor. No matter how you change the name, it's Indomie. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It is quick, it is good, it is rich, it is stress free, but know when you want to live here. If you have plans to be here for a long time, don't be too lazy that you eat your way to death. If you are too lazy to eat, eat healthy, you are too lazy to live long. Write that down. If I'm too lazy to eat healthy, I am too lazy to do what? To live long. It's amazing how many believers don't know what a balanced diet is. As basic as balanced diet, some believers don't know it. Hmm? So they will eat rice, eat a bar, and eat yam. Say we eat three different kinds of food. Say in this house, we don't just eat only a bar. They don't know that everything they have eaten is one class of food. And there are, there are Christians who were raised on carbohydrates, and they have sworn in their life, that no other food will cross their life except carbohydrates in different forms. So they eat about today, they eat fufu tomorrow, then they eat white gari. And they say, this one is white gari. And then they make red gari. I say, this one is from Ijebu. So they, it's gari, but it comes in different... But they, 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 will, they will die with carbohydrates. They have a quarrel with protein. They've been keeping malice with vitamins since they were growing up, and they intend that to extend. God will not teach you what balanced diet is. That's why you have a brain. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? You can't stuff yourself with carbohydrate and expect longevity. This is wisdom class. Don't use prayer in the future to correct what you can change from today. Oh, this protein food, I don't like it. It's not what you like, it's what is good. You are not a child anymore. You are an adult. You can't, you can't be an adult and have a, an immature tendency towards eating. This is proteinous, it's good for you, I don't like it. This is good for you, I don't like it. This is good for you, I don't like it. You are not an adult. You are a baby in a big woman's body. There are things I eat today that I grew up not eating. When the Lord began to deal with me where divine health is concerned, huh? there are things I eat today that I had to tell myself it is good. And God called it good. It is good. I have to train myself because if you want to live long, sister, brother, is not what you like, is what is good. And listen, divine health is basically Based on what? What is good? Are you still here? Don't be too lazy to learn to eat right. When the children of Israel were going to the wilderness, God gave them the classes of food to eat. So you can eat this. You go eat. You it, it's basic. Like I said, I'm not a doctor, so I can't tell you what to eat. But just go find out. And don't just go online and be reading all kind of stuff. Find out from certified people who are trained where that is concerned. It can be as simple as going to write out what, uh, what is a balanced diet. Ensure that your diet is balanced. Because some of the things we are dealing with in healing school as a result of your tendency not to do the right thing. You now eat carbohydrate, eat carbohydrate, eat carbohydrate. Then when, 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 when you now fall sick, you say, Pastor does not have power. Hmm? Say, so don't have power. God did not make you rich so you can die quickly. God did not make you rich so you can die quickly. So your prosperity is to enhance your longevity. You find out what's a good thing to it. Number two, basic wisdom. Drink water. Drink water. The Harvard Medical School Special Health Report discovered about eight things that water will do for you. So I'll list them quickly. Number one, water will help carry nutrients and oxygen to your cells. Number two, it will flush bacteria from your bladder. Number three, it will aid digestion. Some of you eat and your food is highly digested. Hmm? You don't like to drink water. It prevents constipation. It will normalize your blood pressure. It will stabilize your heartbeat. It will caution your joints. It will protect your organs and your tissues. It will regulate your blood 
temp, uh, your body temperature to regulate your body. If you can't write everything down, just write water is good for me with many benefits. Just write water is good for me and there are many benefits according to Harvard. You don't need to know all the benefits, just know that it's good. It maintains electrolytes, which is your sodium balance. So, so you, you, you have to practice drinking water. You have to learn it. Something that my wife helped me to learn. Because I can finish eating and leave the water. And they will call me back. Say your water, your water. <laughs> I have to learn it. Drinking water to me was like punishment. I have to learn it. There are some things that are not just natural to you. You understand that? You have to learn it. Giving your body enough fluid to carry out those tasks means you are staying hydrated. So you need to learn to drink water. If you don't drink enough water each day, you risk becoming dehydrated. These are the warning signs of dehydration. Number one, weakness. So certain weaknesses you have in your body uh, is due to lack of water. Low blood pressure. So I'm quoting the Harvard Medical Review here. Right? Low blood pressure. Dizziness. And I like this one. Confusion. They can become confused. You know, everyone say, I'm confused, I'm confused. Give them water. <laughs> it's there. Go and read it. Go and read it. Go and research it. Just write it. <laughs> Put it online and see that. That can cause confusion. So some of the confusion is not prayer. It's water. Hmm? It looks... But you see the funny thing? Have you heard doctors say one of the best medicine you can ever take in your life is water? I, I, I'm amazed at how God placed this thing available. So you don't even have to. I mean, how expensive is water? Oh, I don't have money. But you drink water. You can have access to water. There's water in Shergate. It's free. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, are you, come on, are you understanding? He said, God has designed that by natural wisdom, a man should be able to live to some extent. But indiscipline is what is costing some of us health. Some of us can go a whole day without drinking water. And Coca-Cola is not water. How many of you know that? Fanta is not water. Energy drink is not water. Because you know some of you now, your prosperity is to buy energy drink. You say, that's Fanta. So I don't do that anymore. God has changed my levels. I, I left Fanta a long time ago. Once you energy drink, energy drink, energy drink, energy drink, energy drink. <laughs> Number three, exercise. Exercise. Now, I want to deal with something here, very important. Exercise is a choice. Now, one of the reasons why people find it difficult to exercise is because they have not seen exercise as a regular part of living. They always see it as a weight loss mechanism. You need to renew your mind where that is concerned. You know, so you just look at the mirror, say, hey, I've added. Then you start jogging. Start jogging. Start jogging. Start jogging. Then when you reduce, you stop. Eh? Then you, I mean, the soul is shed for you. You try to wear it. Say, ah, I've added again. You start doing jumping. <laughs> no, if you see it like that, exercise becomes what? A weight loss mechanism. That's not the design. Exercise is basic to keep your body and your brain perfect perfect condition 
So exercise is not just for weight loss, but for a healthy, long life. Alright? It is the, and this is what, what the doctor said, it is the most transmo- transformative thing you can do for your brain today. A single workout will increase your neurotransmitters. Now with your neurotransmitters, you have your dopamine, your serotonin, and your neuroadrenaline. These three things help you. So for your brain, exercise is good. Just for your brain to be alert, to be active, to be sharp. So see exercise as part of your life. Are you following what I'm saying? Don't see it as a weight loss method. The way some of you see fasting as weight loss. You know, things that should benefit your life, you just want to gain, you know, just, ah, I will not eat again. Say, why are you not eating? Say, I want to lose weight. You are punishing yourself. These things are transformative. So exercise is not just for weight loss. It's not just to reduce your tummy. It's so that your brain can be alert. If you do exercise in the morning, you feel healthy, you feel energetic. You need that energy. Are you following this? And you don't have to have a football field in your house to do exercise. Just something basic. 30 minutes. Medical doctors recommend 30 minutes. Let me read from a book here. This book. Medical doctors recommend 30 minutes, four times, three times a week. It'll help you. Now, this is Dr. Avery Jackson. Dr. Avery Jackson in this book, The God Prescription. Uh, actually, I was in a conference where he spoke in Detroit, Michigan. Kid Butler's church. He's a member of Kid Butler's church. At the age of eight, the Lord supernaturally ministered to, the, to his heart that he was going to become a medical doctor. So he's a neurosurgeon, one of, the, one of the foremost neurosurgeons in the U.S. So he wrote a few things that I want to read, yeah, because I'm not a doctor, so I'll read it from his book. So if you find anything, you can hold it. 135. So I'm reading from page 135. The God Prescription by Avery M. Jackson. It says, With increased exercise over your lifetime, you are not going to... You're, you're, you're going to create the strongest, biggest prefrontal cortex. So it takes longer for some of these diseases to take effect in your life. He was talking about dementia when you have loss of memory that if you are someone who does a lot of exercise you're able to build it's like you build against you almost vaccinate yourself against those kind of diseases it will also bringing exercise into your life will not only give you a healthier life today it will also protect your brain from incurable disease and change the trajectory of your life for the better to get the optimum benefit from exercise um, Dr. Suzuki recommends getting at least 30 minutes of aerobic exercise three or four times a week. You should exercise hard enough to get your heart rate up. Exercise is a choice. God equips us with the ability to benefit from exercise. But every day, we must choose to activate our God-given restorative abilities by spending time moving our bodies. Just 30 minutes every day. How many of you think 30 minutes every day four times a week is, is, is not a big deal? You think it's a big deal, eh? <laughs> the way you are quiet, it's like, Pastor, don't go there. Uh, exercise is not, is not three packs, it's not six packs, it's not muscle. It's designed for you just to come back to life. Alright? Uh, page. Okay. There's another doctor, her name is Dr. Karen, Karen Life. 
uh, Leaf, she calls it Caroline Leaf. Switch on your brain. She has written three books. Uh, Switch on your brain and mental detox. She's a partner with Brother Copeland. She, she grew up in South Africa, also led by the Lord in the area of brain, uh, brain medicine, neurosurgery. She's one of the finest available. Uh, this might be a bit easy to get. This might not be a bit easy to get. This might be a bit easy to get. Uh, Karen Life said something about 106. Let's read 106. There's, there's this thing called medicine habit, all right? You can, you can read a bit about it if you're interested in studying. It's called epigenetics. Epigenetics is very simple. It's the fact that medicine is beginning to discover that your thought has impact on your life, right? That your thought has impact on your body. In fact, the current research in epigenetics states that your thought can affect your fourth generation that your fourth generation can pick up your thought pattern and actually it influences them because by the power of thoughts you alter your genetics, your gene, your DNA. So you can actually think victory into your bloodline. You can actually think healing into your bloodline. You can actually think... And, and that's, that's what science is just discovering, what God had written, what? Years ago. So, let's read page 106. This is Switch on Your Brain. Page 106. She was talking about quantum physics. I don't want to go too far around the thoughts of quantum physics, but quantum physics is interesting. It's amazing. It's an amazing stuff. About the power of words. Alright? But she said this. Let's apply the basic, of, basic ingredients of quantum physics. Paying attention, thinking, choosing, and consequences. So she's, she's narrating. She's giving a narrative now. Information, number one, you get a call from your doctor's office telling you that the results of your blood test are in and asking you to phone them as soon as possible. So you get that information. Oh, your blood test is out. Please make sure you call us quickly. Number two, your thoughts. Multiple thoughts are swelling around your head. Option one is fear. They said as soon as possible. Does this mean bad news? What if I have? Before you know, your thoughts have started collecting diseases. Remembering all the people who died when doctors called them. Something is going on right now, right? And it goes on down to planning the songs for your funeral. You know, option two. You just say, ah, who will attend my burial? Is now we know my two friends. And they just told you to call. But your mind has gone into all of that, right? Now, option two is denial. This is routine. I will call them when I have time. Option three is trust. I have faith that this will be good news. I'm not moved by any doctor's report. So you see, your choice of thoughts at that time will impact your body. Number three, your choice. You choose an option. For instance, if you choose fear, your brain responds by rewiring your thoughts. I am sick. And you live into these thoughts. Right? Number four, consequences. You suddenly feel sick. And you are sure you will soon die. Hmm? Number five, new consequence. You're, you phone the doctor, your results are clear, and suddenly you feel fine. So what happened at that time that you felt sick? You chose fear, you had negative thoughts, and that impacted on your body. And if that report was not, um, if the doctors did not call you back, that, oh, your results are clear, you could literally die for believing a false report because your mind has the power to eject life into your body or sickness into your body. That's why you need to be careful of the things you read on the internet all the time. Because you're so in fear in your life. 
and that's impacting on your body. Praise God. Now, I want to read something here again. Let's see page 135. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Alright. I want to read something that Dr. Alvarez said. Page 135. And we'll pick it up from here. Alright. Now, let's, let's, let's go to joy. The force of joy. And I really want to talk about this. Hope we can cover this. Hmm? Look at what he wrote here. It says, The root causes of illness and the underlying emotional and spiritual well-being of patients are often ignored. Also ignored is a focus on the powerful healing attribute of a positive attitude, prayer, and the hope that we can derive from scripture and a close work with our creator. He talks about stress and depression. He says, stress and depression are rampant in our society. Listen carefully to this. These, are condi- these conditions have been associated with worse outcomes in immune-related disorders, including cancer and infectious diseases. This suggests that the effects of these conditions on the immune system are clinically relevant to disease expression. Now, let's go to... Let me show you something here. Let's read three passages of the scripture. And then I'll come back here. Go with me to Proverbs chapter 18, verse 14, very quickly. Proverbs 18.14 Proverbs 18.14 Look at what it says The the spirit of a man can endure sickness But as for a broken spirit who can bear it Now this is what the translation is trying to say It says listen If your body is sick But your spirit is healthy You can overcome You can endure it it says, but in, in reverse, if your body is healthy and your spirit is broken, there's no recovery. Pay attention to this. Pay attention to this. Many people get sick not because their bodies are sick, but their spirit is broken and the body cannot enjoy a broken spirit. And that is why one of the quickest ways to be full of sickness is depression and sadness. Just sad. Just sad. Now look at this. Proverbs 15, 13. Let me show you here. Proverbs 15, 13. In fact, if you read a translation in Proverbs 18, 14 that we read, the translation said that if a man wills to live when he is sick, he will not die. <laughs> eh? You know, most people that pass on, they actually just say, I'm tired. Hmm? And some people say, I won't die, I won't die, I won't die. I mean, they will be at the point of death, they refuse to go. Some people just say, I'm tired. And you see, you cannot teach somebody on the sick bed the power of confession. If he's not locked up on the spirit before then, they will talk themselves to death. And I want to, I, I, I really want to deal with this tonight. This thing about being sad, you will cut your life short. Some people are sad for no reason. Some people are sad because they are counting their blessings in the wrong way. Instead of count your blessings, name them one by one. You count what you don't have. You know that's how some people count. They say, let's count our blessings. They say, I don't have I don't have shit. They didn't say count what you don't have. They say, count what you have. Anything can make you sad. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Any, listen, the devil can make anything make you sad. Just as everything can give you joy. Praise God. 
Look at this. Proverbs 15, 13. A joyful heart makes a cheerful face. But when the, the heart is sad, the spirit is broken. Sad hearts. Sad hearts. Proverbs 17, 22. And, 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 and doctors are beginning to discover that laughter is therapy. They are beginning to apply it in medicine. Huh? A joyful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit, what does it dry up? The bones. And if you know anything about your body, every bone-related sickness is the most risky. Hmm? So as, you're, as you are sad, you are drying up your bones. But listen, a joyful heart is good medicine. In fact, um, Dr. Avery taught this in the conference that we are. We, 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 we went. We went. <laughs> he taught it. And then he told us you can laugh by will. And he had to make us laugh each of the sessions. Even before you come after his prayer, you have to laugh. And he does that. I mean, he says it's one of the exercises he does. Deep belly laughter every morning. Say, what's making him to laugh? He wants to live long. You know, there are some people who are sad that you, that you are happy. Say, what are you happy about? Let me tell you, in this life, eh, just, I don't know how to put it, but let me put it in a way that I hope you understand. Zero your mind for the worst condition and, over, and over, you overcome it. Overcome it in your mind already. And don't let any, some of you, any little thing make you sad. Network. Hello? 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 And you're angry. You couldn't hear somebody, you are now angry. MTN, this country, if it was Canada, if it was US, you would just call once. Somebody would just speak. You have never been there. That's just sad. And then by the time the next person, you know, to know how people are angry is when you call a wrong number. You just call that somebody has been angry all his life. Reinforce you are angry. Somebody had a car now. You just enter and just drive. No, rain will be when will somebody and the whole day and your bones are drying up. For you know, you go to the hospital, you say you are sick, they put you all through the machine. It's not reading anything. Say nothing is wrong with you. Because these ones are not designed to be seen by machines. It's the word of God. Check your heart. Distance yourself from sad people this year. You walk into the office, people are sad, walk past them, go into your office and laugh. They'll be sad the more. And increase the laughter. Because some people have the habit of spreading sorrow. Hmm? There's nothing that comes on your life you won't survive. Forget it. There's nothing. The fact that Jesus has died and resurrected, nothing can hold you bound. You know, sometimes you get into people, people, presence of people, you are excited. It looks like you are too excited. <laughs> hmm? Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10. Nehemiah 8 10. See this quickly. Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10. So then he said to them, Go, eat of the fat, drink of the sweet, and send portions to him who has nothing prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord. Do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Joy is strength. Huh? 
How many of you know that, you know, after a day, you are happy, you rejoice, I mean, and everything, you get excited. But when you start feeling sad, you almost start feeling sick. Because sadness draws your strength. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Nothing should make us more excited than the fact that we are saved. That, that we are born again. Hallelujah. That we are filled with the Holy Ghost. That should make us excited. Praise God. I said, praise God. Huh? Some of us have lost loved ones. I don't like to use the word lost loved ones if they are born again. We always claim, I mean, believers are funny. They will claim, I believe in heaven. Heaven is a better place. Now your loved one has gone there. You are sad. You don't believe what you, you don't believe what you, eh, he is tough. He is tough. He is tough. You know why he's tough? Because you're listening to grief. What about every time that thought comes? You say, glory. My father is with the Lord now. My brother is with the Lord now. Glory to God. They are in a cloud of witnesses. Sharing us on to run the race of salvation. Eh? Do you remember? Hey! My father was here. Mm. My father was here. Mm. Hey! My father was here. Mm. My father. You will soon join him. Yeah, you will soon. So that both of you can be together. So I say, oh, don't you miss them? You do. But then you have a greater hope. Hallelujah. The greatest thing you can do for your loved ones is to stay alive. It's not to join them quickly. You don't want you to come quickly. Glory hmm? <laughs> to God. Let me read this for you. Dr. Avery said this. Page 105 of his book, The God Prescription by Avery Jackson. It says, When you wake up, Listen carefully to this. It says, worry continues in the background. Even though you are engaging in work and all your normal activities, the only way to shut down the negative thought process is to think about something more powerful than those thoughts. Listen carefully to what he's saying. We're going to read the scripture. Write it down quickly. First Peter 4, 6-7 and First Peter 5, 7, which says, casting your care and everything. But this is a concept. Oh, wow. Uh, I really want us to get this. Listen to this concept. It's a powerful concept. This is what he said. He said, when you worry about something and you don't replace it with a positive and a more powerful thought, even though you think you have forgotten, that worry will be running at the background of your mind and hurting your life. You know the way some, they say some apps? Huh? Have, you, have, you come and have you experienced that? They'll give you a notification say, hey, what do they write now? Uh-huh, those of you, what they write? Um, an energy draining app is running at the background. Because you visited maybe Instagram or Twitter before, but you didn't close it properly. Some of you, things are the bad. Man, in fact, there's no battery. The place is full. Huh? Thoughts of yesteryears, they are running at the background. Just get up tired. This is powerful. Listen to this. This is powerful. It says this. It says, when you wake up, Right? The worry continues in the background. Even though you are engaging in work and all your other normal activities, the only way to shut down the negative thought process is to think about something that's more powerful than this thought. Listen to this. People who never address their stress and worry have these negative thoughts running in the background throughout their lives. This leads to physical manifestations ranging from stomach ulcers to cancer and from autoimmune disorders to psychological disorders. There is a breakdown of the brain and the body. Our five senses become overwhelmed with the negative consequences. Only God is powerful enough to transcend the negative consequences. Now, 
Dr. Avery now quotes Dr. Caroline Leaf. She says, Dr. Caroline Leaf provides this particular helpful advice. Listen to this. Do not go to sleep worrying about your circumstance. This can upset your sleep cycle, your digestion, and your weight. That is why some of you are not losing weight by exercise. Because what is making you to gain weight is apps that are running at the background. You have to shut it down with the word of God. Jog as long as you want, the image of God keeps increasing. Some of you didn't get that. Don't go to sleep worrying about your circumstance. This can upset your sleep cycle, digestion away. Hand all your issues over to God and fall asleep quoting a scripture or thinking of the good things and the promises of God for your life. This is what medical doctors are recommending. That if you have a habit of having your quiet time in the morning and in the evening, you can live long. Huh? Go to bed. Just reading scriptures. Speaking God's word over your life. Praise the name of the Lord. Right? Go to bed. Listening to messages. Don't go to bed watching films that remind you of your grandmother. You know, just watch this Hollywood film. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and then, and then ah, you don't go to bed. Say, ah, if my grandmother was alive. Throughout the whole night, you went to visit your grandmother wherever she is. Eh? And that runs throughout the day. That runs throughout the day. You are not helping your life. There's something about casting your care on God. There's something about releasing your worries. Praise God. There's something about giving up to the Lord. I cast this care on you and I go to bed. And you know those scriptures I told you to write? Philippians 4, 6 and 7 and 1 Peter 5, 7. It says, God will guard your heart with peace. You know the greatest secret to longevity? Peace of mind. Hmm? Peace of mind. That's why Christians should walk in righteousness. Because as you walk in righteousness, your mind is free. It's nothing. It's nothing. Glory to God. Say, be anxious for nothing. Right. Go to verse 6 first. Let's read that. Say, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. What's the solution? Come on, ask God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ. God will guard your heart. Praise God. He will guard your mind. Alright, let me see if I can read something to you here. Then it talks about laughter. Right? Laughter is good medicine. It regulates our body's immune system. In, in 1971, a doctor by the name of Adams began to pioneer what you call the laughter therapy. Right? When people are sick, they try to get them to laugh. Now, Dr. Avery said there are six things laughter will do for you. 123. Six things laughter will do for you. Laughter is beneficial to us because it, uh, it requires the coordination of many muscles throughout the body. Alright? Number one, it will increase your blood pressure momentarily like you are exercising. It will give you the same benefit like you are exercising. Number two, it will increase your heart rate momentarily like you are doing exercise. Number three, it will change your breathing Number four, it will reduce certain levels of it will reduce levels of certain neurochemicals. Number five, it will boost your immune system. 
Number six, it will aid in relaxing by reducing your muscle tension. Laughter is good medicine. When you feel sad, despondent, or depressed, make yourself laugh again. Again, your body does not know whether you are laughing spontaneously or you are forcing yourself to laugh. The benefit is the same anyway. So your body will not be able to tell if you watched a comedy or you are just laughing. Or you are forcing yourself to laugh. You can force yourself to laugh. Learn to speak the right words over your life. Alright? There's still a whole lot of contact here. But let me, let me, let me end here. Right? These five things I've shared with you today. Don't lose them this year. Hmm? Go back home and work on your, your menu. Okay? This one that you, you, you... When you sit down, is cake. So I just like sweet things. <laughs> drinking cake, drinking matter, chopping cookies. You know, and your friends are healing you. You know, people like, like praising us for kind of saying, man, if you go to that guy's house, you know, cookies, cake, things like this. You just take your cake. Huh? <laughs> Don't call death enjoyment. Train yourself. Hmm? Number two, exercise. Three times a day, just get up in your room, do something. Don't see it as a weight loss game. Hmm? Or you want to develop apps. There's nobody you are fighting. <laughs> Be at peace. Right? I remember that one, day I, one time I used to go to the gym. And then one day my coach did something. And I said, coach, let's, let's get something clear from the onset. Number one, I'm not competing against anybody. I came here to exercise so I can live long. My primary purpose is preaching the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's not muscle. No, I'm not hoping to be Mr. Nigeria. So, understanding our fundamental framework gives everybody peace. Hmm? And the next thing is drink water. Hmm? Take a lot of water. Then, joy. Have some joy. Nothing is as bad as you think it is. Praise God. Have some joy. Rejoice. And then your thoughts. Deal with all those worrying thoughts. Go to bed reading scripture. I recommend this. Before you go to bed at night, put off your phone. Read something. Play worship. Let the last thing you're watching to bed not be movies. Not be... You know, sometimes when we talk about social media, it's not as if everything... You know, sometimes there are things you, you, you see on social media that infuriates you. Let's say, for instance, they said uh, a woman was abused or somebody was beaten or a policeman did something, right? Now, it's not necessarily that it is a bad news. Let's say a policeman extorted and... Let's... Yeah. It's not like you watch something bad. But, you know, the injustice in the system does what? Infuriates you. It, and that's anger. You go to bed just burning. Ah, I wish I was a military man. I wish I was a barrister. It's not in the dream. You now went to, went to law school. That means you used to sleep, you are busy uh, uh, writing law exam that you never use. And then you wake up in the morning, it's called that you, you, you were just about to be crowned the barrister, and then you now woke up. So the whole night your body should rest. You were reading law papers. You could have just saved yourself by putting off the phone and just hearing the word. That's how you realize that sometimes when you play messages and you are asleep, you discover that sometimes you are in the church. Have you, have you had that experience? You just be hearing the message, your spirit is being fed. You wake up. With this thing. So, listen guys, let's, let's get back. Hmm? Work on your food. Women of the Most High God. 
Help us to live long. Hmm? And sometimes what makes you to live long is not expensive. It's just that you don't like it. Alright? Read a bit about food. Ask people who know. Just work on it a bit. Discipline yourself. I didn't have time to talk about gluttony. The Bible says we should eat everything in moderation. Don't eat like you are going to die. It's not your last supper. You know what I'm saying? Plate that three people will eat. You say, just bring it. Since we have today, what do we do? Tomorrow we take care of itself. Don't go that way. Gluttony is sin, okay? Learn to eat in portions and everything. But I see you living long in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I said, I see you living long in the name of Jesus. Let's be on our feet. I want to pray a simple prayer for you this, this evening. Everyone, please. I want to pray a very simple prayer for you this evening. Some of the adjustments I've made where divine health is concerned is the wisdom of God. And I want to pray for you. If there's wisdom you need in any area of your life to be able to walk in divine health, in this healing school, is released unto you in the name of Jesus. Whatever sickness is in your body, we bring a stop to it. Whatever you're eating, whatever you're doing that is causing sicknesses to be in your body, by the power of the Holy Spirit, you will know on your inside and the courage and the discipline to walk in health, to live healthy, to eat healthy, to control your mind and your thoughts is released upon you in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise God. Let's have a Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.